Hello and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast in part two of our discussion of the Conference of Grandmasters. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. I'm Matt Apple, and I'm a Mason here in the state of Washington with David Colbeth, also from, from the Grand Lodge of Washington, and Worshipful Brother Stephen Chung from the Grand Lodge of British Columbia in the Yukon are our usual hosts. And we have a special guest today, Most Worshipful Brother Jim Mendoza, who is the past Grand Master of Masons in Washington. Thanks for coming out tonight, Jim. Oh, my pleasure. So we, uh, we left off our discussion earlier about the, the Conference of Grand Masters, and I think, David, you had a uh, question you were had queued up there yeah yeah i just was noticing that in the future locations we we're talking about that of course washington's going to be the next location in 2021 and uh back in wisconsin in milwaukee in 2022 and then to arlington in 2023 and i know in that same general area is where the conference grandmasters started and so uh -huh. i was curious if jim had some insight how did it start why did it start i know Matt has the, the, it's got some documentation on it too, maybe some other facts and figures, but how did it kind of originate? Well, again, the general idea, as I talked about earlier, was that uh, for grandmasters from, uh, from the various jurisdictions to get together and to talk about the issues and the opportunities that, that existed in their respective grand lodges, and that hopefully they may be able to leverage that idea, those ideas uh, to help improve the, the Masonic experience in, in their respective grand lodge. Uh, they thought this was a good idea to do this on a pretty regular basis, and they decided to, that, that around President's Day was was a good time to do it. Uh, now, keep in mind, when they made the decision, there was no such thing as President's Day, so it was around George Washington's birthday more than anything that they wanted to do it. The idea is they 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 would meet regularly, and then the idea expanded to say, okay, every three years we'll meet here, and we'll rot here in Washington D.C., and then rotate it out. Uh, kind of stayed central in DC and then it became rotate then it started rotating out to other places if memory serves correctly 1969 I think was the last time it was held in the state of Washington um, the idea is again it would go east west east west east west over the years it's become more central uh, I think I I think I may have told you earlier that you know prior to me going to Louisville this past last year we were in um, where we were in Indianapolis and before Indiana, no, we oh. were in Rapid City, South Dakota, excuse me. Dakota, yeah. uh, before oh, that wow. was Indianapolis, before yeah. that was Omaha. So, uh, you know, kind of very central, that sort of thing. Uh, people ask, well, it's February. Cold. Why don't you hold it at, at, at a hot February. place? Yeah, why don't you hold it at a hot place? Well, 
we did that. We once we did it. Once we tried to do it in Honolulu, Hawaii, and that was great. Uh, but the only problem was, is as soon as the word got out that a convention was coming to Honolulu, uh, the consolidating groups got in, and they basically took away any deals we would we might have been able to have. And so that was kind of a bummer. So it's difficult to get some of those resort type places for for our convention. Um, and I'm not saying we settle for places, but you know there are some of the higher end places that people think you you'd want to go to that that just just doesn't work and then there are some grand lodges who look at the case who look at the potential of hosting it and they say boy that's rather daunting and uh i get that because uh, trust me in, the, in since 2017 since we've we've uh, had the since we've known we were going to have it in 2021 here in seattle yeah it's uh, there have been times when i've asked myself boy what did i get our grand lodge into but there are other times when i said you know this is going to be great for washington so i'm pretty happy about that but yeah so it's worked its way through now Part of the bidding process has been interesting. Again, uh, trying to trying to find a city that's do, that's doing that, and sometimes uh, you get intimidated by the food and beverage numbers. You know, for those of us who, who those of you who, who who've looked at conferences and events, you know, they always tell you that food and beverage is 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 the is the is the sticking point. Um, I believe uh, the food and beverage, like Washington D.C., wanted to host it again, but they want to host it two years in a row. I was more than happy. Of course, the I believe the Food and beverage guarantee for you for the weekend was one hundred and ten thousand dollars. That's a lot of me. That's a lot of meals. Wow. Uh, so uh, yeah. Um, so you could. So you so you have to think about okay now you okay how many delicates going to show? What's the potential price per plate they're going to have to pay for that? Is that something that people will bear? And one of the many things I've learned uh, doing these uh, having helped plan Grand Lodge things like that is that you know. There's a tipping point uh, that, that that the brethren will pay for something, and uh, so that, that's that's kind of a critical thing. But I've always believed that if you pay, if you have a, if you have a high if you have a quality enough event, uh, that helps to mitigate you know the cost of the event the cost of the event. And but there's other things that we can do to help to to, to help out with that help in in hitting our food and beverage number. So well, if you get Tom I'm, Douglas and Terry Rotoro to to cater, we can impress them with the local cuisine. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's an interesting thing too, because a lot of times, you know, when you're dealing with catering, you're dealing with the hotel, uh, and it's the it's the hotel chef, uh, and a, and a lot of your higher end type chefs very rarely attach themselves to a hotel; they attach themselves to their own restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be interesting because right outside the Westin, there are three Tom Douglas hotels. I mean, three Tom Douglas restaurants. Uh, if you want to walk a little bit further, there's a fourth one. Uh, Terry Rotor has one in downtown plus one on Capitol Hill and not far away uh, near the Sheraton. Yes. Um, And then not far away uh, is one of the top 10 independent steakhouses in the United States. It's the Metropolitan Grill. Plus let's not forget we're Seattle. We got seafood and we got some of the best seafood in the world. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a thing, but getting back to the concept. So it's, we rotate it. We try to rotate it around. Uh, Louisville has been at Louisville, I believe, since Baltimore and maybe even D.B.C. when we held it in Vancouver, uh, is a premium city. And uh, Seattle, we also believe, is a premium city. So we're looking forward to um, to showing off. Uh, Crystal City in, Va- in Virginia is going to be a premium city, uh, and I think it's going to be a great it's going to be a great opportunity for us when we go back to Virginia uh, to be able to go back to. DC for tours and check out, you know, 
you know, the, the check out the Washington Memorial, to check out uh, uh, the Capitol Mall and see some of the see some of the exhibits there. To go to Arlington uh, will be will be is something that I'm looking forward to. I also, whenever I'm in the D.C. area, I always make it a point to go to Arlington. Uh, and when you get- these things, they're great historical things too, because we were reminded that a lot of the stuff that we see when those places and like that. You know, there are Masons who basically put their mark on those places as a result on our society. And it's a legacy that, if we're paying attention, uh, is very weighty and reminds us of the roles that we need to play uh, as the Masons of today in today's society. So you guys uh, actually have outings for your, um, uh, at your event where everybody goes out to see something? Because at Grand Lodge here, we only have... Um, uh, the spouse, uh, you know, the ladies programs, they get to go out and do things. We always just have to sit in more stuffy meetings. Yeah, um, that's, that, that, that is true. That, that is true. And, and so, but yeah, for the conference grandmasters, you know, you bring people in and it's, it's important in it's, it's part of the deal and part of the attraction of any places. What are you going to, what are you going to show us? Right. Uh, yes, it is. Yes. The conference grandmasters that is, is at its core um, a business meeting. We're trying to figure out ways to improve the Masonic experience, uh, both at the, at, the, at, the, at the Mason level, but also at the Grand Lodge level. Uh, but along the way, you know, all, you know, all, all work and no play, as they say. Uh, uh, well, no, I like, I like the idea because yeah. I, I wish they would, inst- you know, adopt that idea in the Grand Lodge because we go to all these different places for our Grand Lodge events as well. And, you know, it'd be nice to actually be able to go and see it, not at midnight after everything's done. That it, that it, there is something to that. Um, when we were in Louisville, the uh, the two or the, the, the there was a the two organized tours that, that were part of the conference itself were to Louisville Slugger and Churchill Downs, uh, which was kind of cool. Um, there was a pre-tour uh, to Maker's Mark, which is a uh, for those who aren't aware. Our, is a bourbon distillery in the in in Louisville, actually outside of Louisville, excuse me, and it's just a way for you know to to, to get relaxed, to get to the, the tours are are a way to kind of break up what could be monotony, uh, because it's you know there comes a point in time if you're just talking business, 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 all of a sudden boom, you know people get bored, uh, and it's important to to provide that level of of okay, let's step away from it a little bit, you know, because the, the tour will, will allow us to refresh our heads. But you have to understand the tours that that are done are typically before that conference actually starts. Because once the conference starts, we're in it, and we're working. You know, there's dinner obviously, and there's entertainment at dinner. But you know, once once the conference starts, we're pretty much in it. Uh, we're not we're not disappearing anywhere. Uh, to uh, to uh, you know, we take care of the fun part before we get started. Now, the cool part about Seattle is I've encouraged people to show up early and stay late because right? we got a lot to do in the Great Pacific Northwest. Uh, but again, still at its core, uh, the conference is an opportunity for 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 the for 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 grandmasters and their suite of officers to get together uh, to learn ideas that can improve the Masonic experience. Again, at the law, at the local, at the at the individual man level as well as at the as, as as well as at the grand lodge level and there's also classes in you know for 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 grandmasters deputy grandmasters senior grand wardens and junior grand wardens to help them better understand their role in the process uh because it's one thing to be elected to office nothing to know okay what do i do uh, especially for the newest guy uh 
because a lot of times, you know, the the junior grand warden is like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. So, you know, we're here to take care Steven, of that. Stephen, if you're if you're jealous of destinations, uh, our next Grand Lodge is going to uh, communication is going to be at the Great Wolf Lodge here, which is a a hotel with a connected water park, interior indoor water park. So if you want to come down in June and and uh, wear your your speedo and your apron at the same time, you're you're welcome to come on down. <laughs> yeah, I think they'd uh, you know kick me out of my speedo, right? But I've heard about that Great Wolf Lodge. So when is when in June is that? It's the second weekend in June. <laughs> Hey, not our Grand Lodge, uh, or no? My, ours must be the one after that. Yeah, you guys. Uh, yeah, I think yours is the BC, weekend. Yeah, BCU That's kind of typically the weekend after. There is, I think, every seven years so they they intersect, is how that works because of just you know calendar anomalies. Mm. But no, they but 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 you know the conference Grand Masters it's always in February, and there's I know there was talk about moving it, but you know you got to be careful about that because when you move when you move an event. Uh, there's other events that have already that already have times, right? And all of a sudden, now you're saying, you know, it's one thing to say, let's move it because make because we 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 can have a warmer month. But what if the other month you're into, you know, is is has already been taken by, you know, number one, maybe another outside organization, or number two, you have a grand lodge that does that does their grand lodge at that <coughs> point in time. You know, it's not that easy to to ask your grand lodge to change their annual communication. I'm, yeah. I'd venture guess that I'd venture guess that ninety nine percent of them would say thank you, but no thank you. So yeah, you know, the, the Grand Lodge in BC has a calendar program, a, a Google Calendar program, and but they weren't using it themselves. Right? They were planning events when other areas already had events planned, in, and so now there's conflicts. And you know, if they just to use the program, right, yeah. the place they would have not been booking these double conflicts, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. Now, um, I want to go back to a comment that, that, that David made about the fact that uh, in 20, let me do my math, 23, um, it's the, the, the conference will be held in Crystal City, Virginia. Uh, if, if my math is right, that's the 100th anniversary of the George Washington Masonic, uh, Mas, um, George Washington Masonic Memorial. Uh, in that, in that, 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 that Currently, that, that 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 currently that that is that resides is built there in Alexandria, Virginia, and that's going to be quite the draw uh, to know that you're going to be able to have uh, this the conference of Grand Masters and the hundredth anniversary of of the George Washington uh, Masonic Memorial happening you know happening at the same time. I think that's going to be really cool. I think that's going to be quite the event uh, to attend because again. You know, Masonic education is important, even for grandmasters, as they say. And to 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 learn more about arguably our most important Mason, uh, and and in and without a doubt, uh, the most important man in the history of the United States of America. Uh, that's a big deal. Uh, and for from informations from all over the world, not just North America. Uh, but from from South America, the Caribbean, uh, from parts of Europe, to to be there to celebrate that, uh, I think is a big deal, and uh, I hope that uh, I hope that brethren will 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 come to that, so that way they can see that and they can actually see how the conference works. That it's not that it's not a bunch of grandmasters going off on some sort of boondoggle or vacation, because there is no boondoggle or vacation happening here. There's work happening and work again for the benefit of the individual mason all the way up to the grand lodge so uh it's my hope it's my hope that 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 um uh, that for that particular one especially especially that the brethren will want to come out for that one 
uh, in all likelihood, that'll probably be my last conference of grand answers because as I keep telling David, I need to become a has-been. <laughs> and to date, to date oh, I've been failing. To, oh, I appreciate that because, I'm, because I, I, I get the feeling, I get the feeling, Matt, that I'm failing miserably. Being a has-been. You know, I, I think it's great that the, that the um, past grand masters um, participate in that and uh, continue to uh, participate in that because um, you know, unlike at Lodge, past masters, half of them seem to disappear and um, fade away into the background. And we um, that are still around don't get the benefit of their knowledge and experience and, and um, uh, wisdom. You know, uh, they gain a lot on their on their journeys through the chairs. And um, it's nice that when you hear about them sticking around to share that. Yeah, you know the thing is the thing. Although as a past grand, you have to be a little, you have to be judicious when you do that because one of the one of the one of the things that happens when you put a a, a most worshipful story in any any circle of people is that all of a sudden there's this there's this whether it's earned or not deference to that individual. And in many cases, when I'm in a room with people, I want to know what other people have to say. Um, I want to know what their thoughts are uh, because people got to spend. A whole lot of years listening to me. Uh, I'd love to. I, I, you know, I'd like. You know, my favorite thing about being in a group of masons is sitting down. You know, maybe I get the topic started, or maybe I maybe I come into a topic and I just sit back and listen, uh, because there's some great perspectives that that, that are shared that, that are shared out there. Uh, some things I that I may not have that I may I may not have thought about, or maybe things that I have thought about and maybe back in my day they didn't work, but maybe they're working now because of certain dynamics that exist. Uh, so yeah, it's important. Yes, it is important to have a, to have a past person there for perspective, but that past person, uh, you know, if, in my viewpoint, if they're doing it right, are, are, are listening very carefully. Maybe they interject from time to time, but they're listening very carefully because it's important to get that. Uh, it's important to get that insight from them. They so did from, from, from other brethren. Oops, sorry, you said earlier there's right. about a thousand a thousand uh, masons attend this event. Well, uh, about when I say a thousand people, because you remember the ladies come too. Oh, is that including ladies? Okay, so yeah, let's. So I guess my question is, of the masons who attend, if maybe there's I don't know five hundred, I'm just to pull a number out of the air. Is there a uh, about what a hundred of them maybe are current grandmasters? Are the others are working their way up the line or are, are past grands like yourself? The question, the answer, the short answer to that question is yes. Um, every, uh, I won't say every, but the, the vast majority of delegations are represent, are represented by the grandmaster. So let's, let me give you the visual. You walk into the room and you know, you know how typical table watch has got that U shape, you know, they have that U shape. So think, the, think of the, so think of what, think of this one big U shape. Okay. And in alphabetical order, um, the, the grandmasters sit around this U. All right. So Washington would be uh, on the if you come if you're coming on the left hand side, close to the front. All right, because it goes in alphabetical order. At the very fr at, at the very front are the are are the executives. In other words, the 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 chairman of the planning committee, the vice chairman of the planning committee, the host grandmaster. Uh, Typically speaking, the grand chaplain of that of that grand lodge, 
uh, the ex the executive secretary. So that's who sits at the front table. That's who's at the at the front dais. Behind the U is uh, are the are 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 the um, are 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 the are the are the deputy grand master, senior grand warden, junior grand warden. Some grand lodges, as you have, as you know, have more than that. So you may see something like a grand chancellor in some of in some lodges. You in some in some grand lodges, uh, you may see some all the working their way all down to the grand junior steward, because there are some places where the junior grand steward or grand junior steward are part of the progressive line. Uh, and then there are places like New York where the grandmaster and deputy grandmaster are are the progressive line, right? Because they they serve two year terms, and so so be, so behind the uh, so behind the U of grandmasters is is everyone else, and that can include past grandmasters as well. So that's that's who's in that room. I like to jokingly say, you know, let's take a hundred let's take a hundred type A personalities, lock them in a room, and and let's see what happens when all is said and done. Um, Good discussion happens there. You would think that that many Type A personalities in the in, in the same room, uh, things could get kind of heated. No, civility prevails, and it's an amazing thing to watch, uh, because everybody wants to have a successful conference. Uh, additionally, there are representatives from concurrent bodies there. For example, the Sojourners, the National Sojourners, are there, and they have what's called the Grand Masters chapter, where if you are either a grandmaster, past grandmaster, or working right up the line, you can become a member of the of the grandmasters chapter of the National Sojourners. Uh, the other committee, the, the other committees that are yeah, there's other committees, the National Sojourners. Uh, these basically are military masons uh, who basically you know they have a home lodge, but because military military people, especially in the United States, you know can be stationed pretty much anywhere, you know. Sometimes they're looking for a Masonic landing spot, and uh, National Sojourners is basically this group that can, can help them find that national that that landing spot, if you will. But beyond that, they are primarily a military. Uh, they are primarily a Masonic order that has military members only. The exception to that rule is the uh, the, the Grand Masters uh, chapter, which can have members like myself who are grandmasters uh, but did not serve but are positively predisposed to the to the military um, so that that exists there additionally the um, uh, the other the other bodies like the George Washington uh, the, the board of directors for the George Washington uh, National Masonic Memorial they're present uh, the Masonic Service Association is that they're present as well because they're there to talk about their programs uh, and of course you know you know the host the the the, the, the host, subsequent host grand lodges will be there as well to you know then they'll have their delegations um some places will bring their office staff with them uh again to help better understand the administration of, of uh, individual grand lodges because some some are a little different than the others jim can you uh, talk a little bit about the Talking about having great discussions, I know that we've had the Western Conference of Grandmasters, which happens on the Thursday preceding the Conference of Grandmasters. Does that include BCUCon? I don't know if Western Conference does. And then you said there's a new one that's being formed as well. Well, it's not so much. Let's see. Let's back, let's back up. Uh, the, um, uh, the Western Conference, yes, does include British Columbia UConn. They were voted, they, they were elected in 2016, if memory serves. Uh, you there's you have to in order to stay a member of good standing of the Western Conference, uh, you have to you can't miss more you can't miss two you can't miss more than two years in a row. 
So you have to have a delegate. The Western Conference there. is basically Western Canada and Western United States. So is it go uh, how far how far see. east does it go roughly? Let's see. The Western Conference of Grandmasters includes Alaska, BC, Washington, Oregon. Um, trying to remember them all. Uh, California, California Hawaii. Arizona, and Hawaii. That's the Western Conference. Okay. Then there's the Mountain Conference, which that's Idaho, Nevada you know, that group. And then there's, the, then there's, then there's the Midwest conference, uh, which basically uh, re recently changed their bylaws because uh, they used to meet in August and now they're going to meet the Thursday or Friday before the Western conference. I mean, mm -hmm. before the, uh, before the, before the conference grandmasters and that, and so they're coming to Seattle as well. So they're not a new group, but they're an existing group that just typically changes bylaws to where they're going to go. And then, of course, there's a Southeast Conference, uh, which, in, which is, you know, Florida, that Florida Panhandle area. Uh, there's, uh, and I believe it goes up, as, I believe that goes up as far as Kentucky. And then above that is the Northeast Conference. So they have these. So basically, what it is, you have these. You have these. You you have these groups of grandmasters that have basically s similar needs based upon geography that meet, and then you have the big conference that brings everyone together. And a lot of times, some of the bleed over there. There's some bleed over from the topics that have come out of those individual conferences into in, into the main conference for for for, for discussion. Uh, at the Western Conference this year, uh, we had presentations from, I think all but one of the Grand Lodges that were in attendance uh, talking about a variety of things. Ed Wood, who, uh, who, as you know, David and Matt, is our Junior Grand Warden. Uh, by the way, that's kind of a hazing thing that we do. The Junior Grand Warden uh, gives the presentation for, the, for our Grand Lodge at the, at the Western Conference. So, you know, we sent the rookie out. Uh, but he gave a presentation <laughs> on, on guarding the West Gate. And an interesting thing, <laughs> excuse me, Still have a little asthma issues, <laughs> asthma issues from the um, uh, from the from Louisville. Any event, uh, the from, um, from, uh, from China. Eh? Yeah, that's the no. I came to Louisville. So, <laughs> any event, uh, the uh, the main conference had a discussion on guarding the West Gate, but their focus was strictly on uh, on background checks. Whereas Ed's um, uh, focus was, yeah, background checks are important, but you know, there's other things you can do. Uh, like for example, you don't necessarily you don't you know, you have to you have to stop, you know, giving a person a petition the instant they express an interest. You have to find out why they're interested. Are they just there for idle curiosity or are they really into it? And then, you know, so he talked more about the six steps and how that works. And a lot of people were very intrigued by again this holistic way of pre-screening a candidate. Uh California um did this uh they also did a presentation on on data on, on, on data analysis, which is a little different than um, the, the presentation that Ohio did in the main conference. Ohio's focused on one-day conferrals versus versus individual degree conferrals, and they were showing that there was no statistical difference in retention. Uh, I could go a little bit deeper into that, but they were showing that. Whereas California was going into was was really what really went into the weeds with with with, with some of their with, with some of their information. Uh, they were finding out things like uh, uh, like for example, they have a lot of affinity lodges in California. Uh, affinity lodge basically, um, Luz Vimendas in in Washington is a perfect example of an affinity lodge, a lodge where everyone kind of shares something specifically in common. So like Luz Vimendo, that's 
you know, it's a Filipino-American lodge is what that is there. But for the longest time, we used to have lodges in, in, in Washington. Uh, Maritime Lodge is an example, which doesn't exist anymore, uh, was a lodge that if you worked on the docks, you were a member of that lodge. Uh, Westgate Lodge used to be in downtown Seattle. They were a jeweler's lodge. Uh, of course, you wouldn't know that legacy anymore. Uh, Rainier 189 uh, used to be a um, uh, cop lodge, cop and firefighter lodge. And so they, so California was able to distill some of this, some interesting data uh, from, from their affinity lodges, uh, the, the retention and so forth like that. And so there were some very interesting, there's some very interesting topics that come out and allows you to, again, to think about how can I, how can I as a grandmaster or future grandmaster, uh, you know, improve the Masonic experience. And from my standpoint as a past grandmaster, how can I help out if they want my help? Uh, so it's it's an important thing to do to be able to get together and and to and to have those discussions that you wouldn't be able to have otherwise, with the exception of two grandmasters, you know, sitting over a drink and saying, "This is what I do. This is what what I do." Whereas instead of you having, you know, this whole conference, this mini conference, or for that matter, bigger conference, people all talking, and now guess what? All kinds of ideas start germinating. And that's uh, and that's one of the beautiful that's one of the beautiful things of the con that's one of the beautiful things of the conference and it's an amazing thing. Like I said, since about the 1700s, grandmasters have been getting together in one way, shape, or form. Now there were times within the history of the conference when we didn't meet. For example, during the war years, really didn't get together. Right? Travel was kind of a, a restricted thing. And now we've been, since the war years, we've been meeting consistently year after year after year. And you think about anything in life that's gone along that long. For the most part, the idea of the conference, if you will, of grandmasters, whether it be just grandmasters getting together or now what we have, it's more formalized thing now. The idea that something has existed for 300 years is fascinating to me. And it's, I think it speaks directly to the value of it, that grandmasters still see the importance of getting together and discussing the issues at hand and to continue discussing your chance. And here's another cool thing. It's not just the grandmasters. I talked about, you know, some of the, some, some of the other groups. One of the really cool things that's happened over the past couple of years is how Scottish Rite has um, seen, has, 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 uh, has seen how important this conference is and how they can better and what can they do to help the um, uh, the Masonic experience? Uh, last year, David Glatley, who was the who is the um, uh, Sovereign Grand Inspector General for the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction for Scottish Rite, uh, introduced something called uh, more than a uh, uh, more than a, more than a man, a Mason. Uh, it was basically an advertising campaign that the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction put together, and they gave it away for any Grand Lodge to use. And it's, it's been incredibly successful. I mean, you've probably seen some of the links I posted on the Facebook page and people have shared it and they've shared the videos and they're fantastic. Uh, and they inherited a lot of, and one of the, one of the interesting byproducts is, is that Scottish Rite was starting to get inquiries. But the, a lot, uh, the majority of the inquiries they were getting were for people who were not Masons to be members of Scottish Rite. So they created version two of that. Now, version two of that was now became a partnership of the Northern Masonic Jurisdiction and then the Southern Jurisdiction of Scottish Rite and Shriners International. So you got the three big, you know, 
appendant bodies, concord bodies, getting together and saying, you know something, we have a role that we can play in helping improve the Masonic experience. And so Grand Lodges, this is our gift to you. Mm-hmm. Do with it what you wish. It's absolutely amazing. I was sitting in the room because I wanted to hear this presentation. And I was sitting in the room and, and the energy that came from, 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 uh, from David Glatley to Jim Cole to Jeff Souter, uh, who is the, who's the Imperial Potentate to Shrine, was just stunning to me. And uh, yeah, I think this is one of these great projects. And again, you know, what's going to happen is, is that you participate in this program any leads that come to Scottish Rite that are supposed to be like Washington specific will go to the state of Washington. And it's great and to that see is, that all those, those groups are working together at the, the Conference of Grand Masters and all those Grand Lodges are getting together. Unfortunately, we're, we're about running out of time for the, this oh, goodness. of the Working Tools <laughs> podcast. So uh, on behalf of, of David and myself and the recently departed uh, worship brother Stephen Chung, uh, he departed. Thank you very oh. much, <laughs> thank you very much uh, again, uh, most Worship Brother Jim, for coming out and discussing the Conference of Grand Masters with us. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Absolutely. Catch you soon, guys. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Right,